from verse number 14 to 18. I think we stopped from there last week, isn't it? James chapter 2 from verse number 14 to number 18. We are talking about faith in action. How many are becoming action people in, a, in this place? Only two people. How many are becoming f- action people? God respects people of action. Amen. God respects people of action. Not people who just speak. Not people who know that there is a God who can do exceedingly abundantly. But they don't live that life. Hallelujah. In James chapter 2 verse 14, it says that, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works. Can faith save him? If a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace and be warm and be filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead. Hallelujah. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Hallelujah. It is safe to say that the faith that is practiced by Christians, according to the scripture today, is dead faith. Hallelujah. I didn't say it. I'm saying that by this passage of scripture we have read, it is safe to conclude, therefore, that the the faith that is practiced by most uh, 21st century believing Christians are dead faith. And I, I, I challenged all of us last week by saying that how many things do you have that you got not by your hard work, but through faith? That's a litmus test. How many things do you have? How many things have you achieved in life? How many things have you done? How many things have you you been given? That was not through hard work. That was not through your effort or connections or disconnections or manipulations. But you got through faith. Remember the scripture says that the just shall live by what? Oh, I didn't hear you. The just shall live by what? Which means that majority of what you do and majority of who you are and majority of what you have must be as a result of what? So if the just is living by hard work, then they are living a faithless life. Am I talking to somebody? If the just is living by uh, being so, so resourceful, being so hard at work, you are just like anybody who doesn't believe. Because as a believer, God expects your faith work should be, should be more profound than your hard work work. Amen. So all that I'm trying to do is to challenge all of us to use a little of the faith we have. Because all of us in this room, including the person who says they don't believe in God, have faith. Hallelujah. Because all of you are wearing nose masks which is faith in something. Hello? Oh, you are all quiet today. Yeah. Why are you wearing a face mask? You are wearing face masks because you believe that the mask will, will 
keep away some uh, viruses from entering you. Are you with me? So you, even if you don't have faith in God, you have faith in the cloth that you have covered your nose with. None of us check the chair, how strong the chair will be, whether it can support our weight before we sat on it. As soon as we came, we just dropped our weight on the chair. I know places where some people drop their weight on the chair and the chair gives up off and they fall down. I don't know whether it's the weight of the person or the weight of the chair. <laughs> yeah. I remember. You'll be preaching and then you hear poop <laughs> Then so that you don't know whether to continue preaching or not. Then you hear another person poop so it got to a point, they started doubling the chairs. Because the floor was a little slippery and the weights couldn't be supported by the chair. Hallelujah. But none of us examined the chair, the, how, how uh, strong the chair is before you sat on it. Which means that you have faith. We all have faith, a portion of faith. It's just that we have faith in the wrong things. Amen. So last week we looked at faith requires what? Action. If you say you have faith, then we must see a corresponding action. That's why I asked the question, how many of us can say that we have gotten something not through hard work, not through chance, not through luck, but we got it because we had faith? If we don't, then it means that we are not living according to the scripture. The just must live by faith, which means that whatever you do must have a portion of faith. Amen. The second thing we talked about was what? Faith requires what? Compassion. You must have compassion. You must have compassion. I told you the story of, of, of the, 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 the man who died and saw Lazarus and said to La, uh, La, uh, Father Abraham, get Lazarus to dip his hand, his finger, and come and cool my tongue. And he said, no, we, that is not possible. So he said to the, the man, that he said to Abraham that if it is not possible, okay, let me stay in hell, but get Lazarus to go back to my brothers and tell my brothers that there is a hell. It's real. Hallelujah. None of us have seen the virus, coronavirus. We've seen images. But we know it's real. Hallelujah. How do you know it's real? Because they told us. And we saw and heard people who have died as a result of that virus. And so we believe it. How come we don't believe in God? Others have told us that there is a God. We have heard of stories of people who have had near-death experience and have had uh, the experience of angels and seen heaven and seen hell. And they've come and told us, just as people told us that they were near death with coronavirus. We didn't go to the hospital with them. But when they came and they told us, we believed it. We have faith in that. But when it comes to having faith in the word of God, we, we, we begin to give uh, a lot of theories, and we say a lot of things to justify our ineffectiveness or inability to act on faith. Hallelujah. The next thing we talked about is what? Faith requires what? Evidence. Where is the evidence of your faith? 
Where is the evidence of your faith? If you say you believe in God and you believe that you are, you are saved, you have salvation, and you don't have anybody that you have spoken to to become saved just as you, then you don't have evidence of your salvation. Can I say that again? If you say you are saved, if you say uh, my life has been transformed, I am better off now in my life than I've ever been. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The places I used to go, I go there no more. You say all these things. And we cannot find one person or two people that have been transformed because of you. Then your faith has no evidence. If you believe that the prayer of faith will save the sick according to James chapter 5. And you have never been able to pray for somebody who is sick. Then you don't have evidence of faith. Because whatever you say you have faith in, there must be what? Evidence to show. Last week I asked you if you were to be convicted, would they have evidence of your faith? If they, if they came to convict you for being a believer, for being a Christian, can they find any evidence that would be used to convict you? Or would they acquit you? Hallelujah. Are you okay with me so far? Was that the last one? Was Is that where we got to last week? Okay. So, evidence means show it to me. In, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 18 to 20, he says that a good tree can't produce bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit, fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you have identified, you can identify a tree by its fruit, so can you identify people by their actions. You can identify your, the faith that the person has by their actions. So I'm challenging us. That let's, let's talk of, of being a Christian. Let's talk of being a believer. Action, the fruit of your Christianity must be evident for everybody to, show, to see. So my question is, show me your evidence. Look at your neighbor and say to your neighbor, show me your evidence. Tell them, show it to me. What do they say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, when you are coming to church on Sunday and you come with your converts, then you are showing us your faith in your salvation. When you are coming and you come with somebody, you are showing your faith. When you, you, are, you, you pray and somebody says that I was sick and you prayed for me, now I'm healed. That testimony is your fruit. Hallelujah. We enough of being Christians who don't have any fruit, no evidence. There's no testimony. Your life has no testimony. You are just like an unbeliever. Everything you have, you got by your hard work. Everything you got, you got by your, your connections. Everything you have, you got by, by sheer luck. Illegal or legal, you got it somehow. 
Just like it, it, there was a difference between you and another person who doesn't believe. See, we have, we have, we have, maybe because of the of faith in the in the preachers who preach the gospel, they have watered down the scripture, watered down the word of God, so that the word of God is not real. We have given an excuse, a way out, so that we can live a life without evidence. Hallelujah. But it's time for us to have evidence. The world, the way the world is going now, we cannot just talk. We have to have evidence. Are you with me? Where the world is going, where unbelief is going, where people who are not in, in, in God are going now, they need proof. Otherwise, they will not believe. Come with me to 2 Kings. Today, we are starting from 2 Kings chapter 7. That's where we are starting our action from. Second Kings chapter 7, from verse number 1 through to 8. Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Someone say, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a sheet of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two sheets of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. He said what? Hear the word of the Lord. He didn't say hear a parable. He didn't say hear an allegory. He didn't say hear a myth. He didn't say hear, you know, my thoughts. He said hear the word of the Lord. If you want to be an action person, you want to be a man who walks by faith, the evidence of faith, you must hear the unadulterated word of the Lord. And you must believe in that word. Hallelujah. We must not only hear, but we must believe. Because Romans 10, 17 says what? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it is the hearing and believing and having confidence in the word that generates the beginnings of faith. Hallelujah. Are you with me so far? Sometimes when we hear the word of God, we dilute it in our minds. Do you, do you, do you, do you get it? When Jesus says that, the things that I do shall you do also. And greater works than this shall you do in my name. We hear the word, but we don't. Jesus didn't mean everything. He didn't, you know, the greater there is figurative. The greater there is an allegory. The greater there, you see, then we start bringing big English. He, he, he was trying to say that, you see, when, uh, when we say dead things, it's not just like living physical dead things. Sometimes they are spiritually dead things that comes spiritually alive. So this means that he says the greater works. You see, look at somebody talking. Can you see this? Where we go, we, we dribble ourselves. And then we do not believe in the word. The prophet came and said, tomorrow by this time, this was at a time when there was a famine that they were actually selling the dung of a cattle. The cow dung is sold. 
So the dropping of the cow is sold. People were desperate to eat. They were eating things like that. I mean, forget about uh, bread. Forget about barley. Forget about wheat. Forget about that. We are, they were scraping the barrels. You know, at, at a point, people were started to even eat human beings. The, um, two women would come together and they would eat their child. Because there was no food. And then the prophet came and said, that says the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Tomorrow by this time. You see, that tomorrow by this time word is the word that I want us to become believers of the tomorrow by this time word. Not only just accept it, but work with it. Hallelujah. I say work with it. He said, the prophet said, well, tomorrow by this time, when you come to the house of God, and the, 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 the pastor said, I see you having only your own home. Don't say that, oh, in the sweet by and by, sometimes perhaps, uh, you know, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, one day in the sweet by and by, I may, if God, no, no. Since before the end of this year, you own your own home. I don't know how I'm going to own my own home. I don't have the money for my own home. I don't know where it's going to come from, but I take it, I receive it, and I walk in it. Hallelujah. Believe me, I, I, I mean, I have done that for many, many years of my life. I go to a home, the showroom, I go to the house, I don't have a dime in my pocket. But I go there like I have the money. I have it right now, I can give it to you. And I'll go and look at the, 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 the thing. Because I heard that he said he would give me. And that for me is Okay. He says, has he not said, and will he not do? Just as he said, he will do it. I believe in him. I believe in his word. And I go and I do it. And before long, I have it. I remember once I went to this place. The guy said, oh, the house took me around the house and everything. I said, oh, this is a very nice house. They said, okay, so you have to sign here. I signed. So you have to do you have to put a deposit. I said, okay. The deposit uh, said, okay, so I'll put $250. The guy looked at me up and down. Are you serious? <laughs> we are talking about hundreds of thousands and you have put $250. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come and pay the rest. Don't worry. I, I mean, I was just passing by and I came here. I didn't come to buy. So just, you know, I, I have the money. I'll just bring it. Don't worry. So $250. I signed they showed me my house, and I walked away. <laughs> I didn't have any money. I walked away. Before 18 months was up, I had paid the money. As to how I got the money, I don't know. But I paid it. It started with a step. Because you know you can lose that 250. <laughs> Hallelujah. That, that says the Lord word is a word that is good enough to go to the bank with. Hallelujah. When we started, I said that if I said to you that, uh, Joe, if I said to you that I'm giving you a thousand pounds, what did you say? Is it part of the preaching or is it real? 
Because why did you say that? As against, uh, was it Paniel said he was, she was going to give you a thousand pounds, isn't it? What did you do? You just ignored her. Paniel, stand, stand, stand. So tell him again that you give him a thousand dollars. Huh? Tell him, tell him. <laughs> you see, as he said, you are not even looking at her. It's like, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Please sit down. Clap for her. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the one who says, I will give you. Because you analyze it, you know that he's, more, he's worth more than that and he can give me, easily give it to me. You believe it. How come we cannot believe that the God we serve, when he says, I will give you, he has more than enough. Bible says the, 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 the cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. So if he says he's going to do it, he can do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think. Hallelujah. Listen to Romans chapter 10 verse 15. He says that, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our reports? We come to church. We are preached to. The prophet, the priest, the pastor said, that says the Lord. Yeah. So as I said, who has believed our report? Then Paul continues to say that, so now, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. When God declares it, it's good enough to walk in it. Hallelujah. Let's go back and read our scripture. We are reading... Uh, um, f- first Kings, isn't it? Second Kings. The, and, and verse 2 says that, So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered and said, and answered the man of God and said, Look. Someone say, Look. No, no, say, Look. Adek. Look. The Lord, even if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could these things be? Look. Somebody say, look. No, no, put the attitude in it. Look. My dear, I will say, take the out of the look before you get. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, sometimes all of us have the man, the officer on whom the king leans on. All of us have that type of person who pours cold water on the word we hear. Look. See, when, when, when the word of God is declared, you hear them say, Look. Even if the Lord will make windows in heaven. Knowing that there are no windows in heaven. Even if he will make windows. Sarcastic, scornful comments. 
Look. Sometimes the officer is inside of our heads. The officer is not outside of us. The officer is inside of us. Circle the word officer. So an officer. He's so close that the king leans on him. So the king always has his hand on, or, or around his, his shoulders. He leans on him. He depends on his every word. And he says, look. Sometimes a person is inside of us. You see, when Zachariah was told that you, a, a year by this time you shall have a son, then that officer in his head says, I can, how can this, this be? I am old and my wife is old. The angel of God had to silence Zachariah by making him dumb so that his look will not negate the word of God. See, that look always negates the word of God. Sometimes the reason why we don't work in miracles, we don't work in signs and wonders, is because that look is always with us. As the word is being declared, you go, look, you don't, you don't know everything. You don't understand what we are going through. You, you have collected offerings and collections, so you have some money. So you think all of us are like you. Look. Pastor, you don't understand. Not all of us are like you. Look. Let us be realistic here. What you are saying is in the Bible days. Now we live in the new age computer days. It is no Old Testament, you know, stories. We are living reality. You are talking about, you know, Bible things. No. Pastor, you don't understand. I have debts. You say house. They barely missed me only yesterday. See, where there is that scorn, the word of God cannot be effective. It, that word is neutralized. Even Jesus, when he went to his own hometown, he could dare do no miracles, uh, save uh, laying a, a hands on a few sick folk. Why? Because the look people were too many around. Is this not a carpenter's son? How is he doing great things? How is he saying great, this big, big talk? That's how come when the local pastor gives a prophecy, we don't work with it. When another man comes from another place and he gives a prophecy, then you see her shaking. Why? Because the look is... Minimize because you know this man is a big man coming from somewhere. 
I remember once I went to uh, my friend's church and I was preaching and, uh, you know, it came to the time uh, for ministration and uh, a lot of signs and wonders were happening and everything. And my, my friend said, oh, you see, these things, anytime I try them here, it doesn't work. That's what he was saying to me. Anytime I try them here, it doesn't work. So when, when you come, then it works. I say, I don't even try it in my own church. I was telling him that it's not you, it's the people. Yeah. I was encouraging, it's not you, it's the people. They are faithless people. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do, don't do it. Not that I cannot do it. But when you are doing, you are doing the look. The look people. The look people look at you, look. But when I go somewhere else, there's no look. No, 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 there's no officer there. Yeah, so I look at you and I give you a prophecy. And everything is detailed, everything is on point. It's like, hey, hey, pastor is powerful. So the next time they hear that I'm coming, it's like the whole room is full. Look at me, I'm preaching here. Look, look. They are all sitting at home. Matthew 21, verse 21. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do the things that are, have been, was done to the fig tree, but you also say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and it will be done. What things... You ask in prayer, believe, and you will receive. Take away, look from there. Hallelujah. Let's go back to the scripture. Next verse, next one, go. Now, no, no, no. So let's see how, how the prophet addressed it. Addressed it. So it says that, in fact, you shall, no, go, go before the, this one, start. The Lord, if the Lord would make the windows of heaven, could these things be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. He had to curse the man. See, you need to curse the look and the voice of look in your mind. You need to curse that voice. We were told, you know, look at the nonsense of it. We were told that COVID-19 is the worst disease that has come. Everybody, look at how many people have gotten the, the uh, COVID. And look at how many people have really actually died out of it. If you look at the percentage, it's so small compared to the drama that we have the whole world has given to it. I mean, this, this is the truth, we are, isn't it? Be, we, let's be honest. When you look at the drama, everybody, you can't wear, you have to go wherever you go without mask. You are not allowed to go in. Why? All the drama and everything. Why? Because we are told that it's the dangerous disease. But look at the percentage. Yeah. 
look at, let's study the percentage. But we have given it so much faith that it's become so strong. Yeah. I mean, the total number of people who have been infected by COVID worldwide is less than 20 million, isn't it? I think it's less than 20 million. Or is, is it o- over 20 million? Somebody check for me. The number of people that, that world, worldwide. And then let's look at how many people have actually died out of. You see the percentage I'm talking about. If You, uh, you, you all have uh, uh, Google and things, isn't it? Check for me quickly. And you see. 121 million cases. And 2.6. How many percentage is that? Less than 3%. Are you getting it? Less than 3% of the people that have caught the disease have died. 2.2%. But look at the drama. Yeah. All the university people are sitting at home. All the workers are sitting at home. I haven't seen my office since March last year. I haven't seen my office, my desk. I don't know. I left some, some uh, I normally left, uh, leave, uh, what do you call it, bananas and things in my office drawer. I wonder what it will look like the day I go to work. <laughs> because I remember uh, it, it was uh, 16th, isn't it? March 16th was my last day at work that they told us we should go and sit at home. And I'd just gone to the uh, Max and Spencer and I bought some, about four fingers of banana and I put it there with some peanuts. I put it in my desk that I'll be having it for the week. <laughs> it was a Tuesday, I remember. It was a Tuesday or Wednesday. So it's been a year. <laughs> when I go there and I open my drawer, I don't know what the color of the banana will be like, if there's any banana left. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And I had uh, some, what do you call those things? You know, they sell some, some sweets. You know those uh, chewy, sweet. What do you call that? You know the monkeys, the little monkeys. <laughs> I remember I bought those. I don't know how, but now it has expired. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah. But they've sat there for one year to go and sit at home because of two point two percent. But nobody will stop the word. How much, what's the percentage of the word of God that actually works? Is it 2%? Can, can you see what I'm, what I'm trying to say to you? That is how much faith there is in the world. Even on negative things. 2% and we're all jump, dancing up and down. All the airplanes have stopped going. People don't travel. People don't go anywhere. Everything, all the like resort centers are all shut down because of 2.2%. I'm not trying to trivialize COVID-19, but I'm trying to make us see 
how we scorn the word of God as against news. Hallelujah. Listen, it costs nothing for us to believe. It doesn't cost us anything. Because none of us have seen the virus. But we believe it. They said it came from uh, China. How many of us were in China to see the virus start? No. But they told us and we believe it. Amen. How come the word of God is being told you and you don't believe it? But the news said something is coming from China and you've locked yourself down because of it. You can't go to Australia. You can't go. One of our church members got a scholarship to go to Australia. He still sat at home for a whole year because they've locked Australia. Nobody's allowed in because of 2.2%. Amen. Are you, are you learning something? Until you curse the look person, the word of God will be of non-effect in your life. Okay, so let's go on next one. Now, somebody say now. There were four leprous men at the entrance of the gates. They said to one another, why are we sitting here? Give me the, the King James. I like the King James because that, that makes, it's a catchy phrase for me. Why sit we here till we die? Someone say, why sit we here till we die? Listen, the argument of acting on faith is why sit we here till we die? We might as well. What do we lose? For trying. Why sit we here? The disciples were in the boat, afraid to die because it was the middle of the night. The wind was contrary and they were going up and down. And they were, you see, you could die in the boat. And Jesus comes walking on the water and he says, come. And you are making a decision. What if I step and I die? Who told you that when you stay in the boat, you won't die? Turbulence is in the boat and the turbulence is in the water. Why sit we here till we die? Why sit we here? Listen, faith. If you don't act on faith, you are sitting. And if you sit, you will die. If you act, you may die, but you may live. Listen to what they said. Why sit we here till we die? Next verse, quickly. If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. If we, and if we sit here, we will die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the armies of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. We shall only die. Only die. It's no big deal. We will die anyway. If we sit here, we will die. If we go back, we will die. No, the only way is forward. Let's walk. They take a step of faith. Let's take a step of faith. They may keep us alive. Hallelujah. 
They may keep us alive. It is time for us to take steps of faith and stop analyzing paralysis of analysis. You are analyzing and, and you are sitting, still sitting. You see, the leprous people would have been sat there till today. And family would have killed them. Hallelujah. These four guys were the four material, the four work in God's hand, God's ultimate plan to bring salvation to the whole of Israel, the whole of Samaria. But God had to use their faith in action to save Israel. See, your faith that you are taking is not just for you. It's for the whole of Samaria. If you take that step, many will benefit. If you don't take that step, many will die. Sometimes we are so selfish. Our analysis has, has nothing to do with anybody else but us. We want to preserve our lives. It's only but us. No. Hallelujah. If we stay, we shall die. If we go back to the land, the family will get us. If we go to the Samaritans, they may keep us alive. They may kill us. So Paul says in Philippians 1, verse 19, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through prayer, through your prayer, and, and the supply of the Holy, of the Spirit of, of, of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether I'm alive or dead. Then verse 21 says, but for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I live, I live for God. If I die, I die in his name. I don't lose anyway. Hallelujah. If I, if I, if I let live again, if I die again. See, if you can analyze the worst case scenario, what's the worst that can happen? This act of faith you are taking, what is the worst case scenario? There is famine in the land. And the widow of Zarephtha is gathering two sticks, just two, to go and cook with her small flask of food that is left for herself and her son to eat and die. Then the prophet comes and says, go and make the cake and bring it to me to eat. Let's analyze it. Two sticks to make a... Has somebody got a, a mug or a glass around? Anybody with a mug? You have a mug or a glass? 
Bring me your mug. Have you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Beautiful. So, this is the flask. The last one. If, how many, let, let's, let's assume this is full of, uh, no, let's put maybe Cerelac, something that is, is a little heavy. Porridge, oats, isn't it? Oats, cocoa oats, okay. So, so let's analyze it. Let's assume this flax of Quaker oats. Think about it. If you eat this flax of Quaker oats, how long would it keep you from hunger? How many? Oh, no, no. Talk to me, please. Talk to me. Someone say six hours. Is it six hours? Do we agree on six hours? Okay. Okay, let's agree on six hours. Let's agree on six hours. He says, make the, the flask for me so that I will eat first. <laughs> then the rest, I will give it to you. So let's assume that if the prophet is not greedy, he eats up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> the prophet consumes from here to here and then leaves here for the two, you and your son, to share. Okay? So, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> listen, to my, listen to my analysis. You see, I, I keep telling you, when I read the Bible, I read it in pictures because I'm not very clever. So, I read it this way then it make, helps me to understand what I'm reading. So, if, if, you know, all fathers say that they are clever, isn't it? Me, I can't say that because <laughs> Mr. Kieran's dad says that he's not clever. Yes, sir. he's not clever. This is no, this is no news. <laughs> but mind you, I did my master's and I finished. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't think that. <laughs> so, just look. Yeah? Are you okay? So, how, let's say that the mother drinks half. And then the son drinks half from here to here. Uh, from here. So, how long would that, do you think it will last in their stomachs? So, so, from six hours, they have dropped down to two hours. Okay, someone said 30 minutes. Someone said, okay, two hours. Let's assume it's two hours. And, 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 and then the prophet says that when I eat, this jar of oil will never run out. Do you understand? But analyze the, the, the extreme. Just imagine, or just in case the, the, the prophet was lying. That Two hours, six hours difference. And you are going to die after six hours anyway. And you are going to die after two hours. So whether you die after two hours or you die after six hours, there, there is the end of it is what? All die, be die. <laughs> you only but what? Die. So the widow takes a step of faith. Gathers the two sticks and makes 
the oats for the prophet. Thinking that now she, instead of six hours to prolong the death, it's now going to be two hours and after which she will die. And guess what? The prophet eats and brings the flask and the flask is still full. So they drink in the morning and then go and put the flask down. In the afternoon, they go and take the flask. It's full. They pour half and half and then they eat. In the evening, when they went, they poured half and half and then they ate. In the, in the morning, the next day, when they came, the flask was full. They poured half and half and then they ate. And in the afternoon, same thing until the famine ended. If the famine took three months or four months to end, that step of faith produced food enough till the famine ended. They were analyzing between two hours and six hours. Same difference. You see, our inaction of faith and our action of faith, the difference or the consequences with the difference is just marginal. Thank you very much for your flask. Put your hands together. May your flask never run dry. May God always fill your flask. Hallelujah. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If, but if I live in the flesh, this will mean fruit in your labor. Yet, what shall I Choose. What I shall choose, I cannot tell. Hallelujah. So the rose, somebody says, so the rose. <laughs> Come to verse 5 with me. We have verse 5. First Kings. Second Kings 7. And the rose in the twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians, and when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrians, to their surprise, there was no one there. Hallelujah. There was no one there. Next verse, next verse. And they said to one another, oh, brother, are you all right? Verse, verse, Six. Brother, wake up, wake up. Okay, let me read from my Bible, these people. I don't know what they are doing at the back there. For the Lord had caused the army of Syrians to hear the noise of what? Chariots and the noise of what? Horses. The noise of what? A great army. You see, we need to give God the chance to come and step into our situation. We need to give him something to, for God to work with. If we want anything to be done for us by God, we need to step out of faith to give God something to work with. If we don't give God something to work with, he, he cannot do anything. Come with me to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. Quickly. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. I'm closing. And 
the Lord will open his good treasure, the heavens, and give rain to your land in its season and to your and to bless all the work of your hands. God only can bless the work of your hands. God can only multiply what is in your hand. If what is in your hand is zero, zero multiplied by 100 is what? Zero multiplied by 1 million is what? If you have one and God brings 1 million, zero times 1 million is what? One times 1 million is what? He can only multiply what is in your hand. What you give him is what he multiplies. Are you with me? If you give him nothing, he cannot multiply. So you see, we, we sit in our church and we are prayed. God, give us an increase. God, bless us. God, multiply us. And we produce nothing for multiplication. What happens? He brings one million to multiply zero. And he gets what? Zero. And then it looks as if our prayers are not being answered. But that is not the truth. The thing is that we have failed to take an action. So he cannot bless the work of our hands. And that is how come it looks like God isn't answering our prayers. God doesn't do anything for us. It's because we are faithless people. We don't step out. These are lepers. You know, in those days, in those days, the, the lepers are outcasts. So if you suffer the disease of leprosy, you are not allowed to work. You are not allowed to, your family will just go and put you outside the city. So you are quarantined outside the city. You are not allowed to come into where people are. When you are coming, you have to have a bell, you know, on, that is hung on your waist. That is always going as you are walking, clean, clean, then go, then you have to shout unclean, 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 because you cannot mix with people who are clean. So the noise that your bell is making as you are coming, all those things just warns people to move away. Because you are con- you have a contagious disease that they don't al- want you to infect others with. Are you with me? But that noise, which was an embarrassment. That noise, which was something that everybody shunned away from. That noise, which was something that nobody wanted around them, was the same noise that God used to amplify for the armies of Syria to hear the, and a great army and run. Hallelujah. When you read on this, uh, my time is up, but when you read on, you realize that they, they, they left, they took to their heels and left their horses and chariots. They left their gold, they left their food, and they ran. If you were going to run, because a great army is coming, would it not make sense to take your horse? The horse was the fastest mode of transport in those days. Would it not make sense to take your horse and run with the horse? A man running on his, on his two feet and a horse, a man on a horse, which one will go faster? But they, they left their horses. They left their chariots. They left their gold. And if I'm running, because the great army is coming, trust me. <laughs> Silver and gold. <laughs> Hallelujah. But they left everything to fulfill the prophecy 
You see, the word of God, the Bible says that his word will not fall onto the ground. God is not a man to lie. Has he not said, will he not do? If he has said it, he will do it. All you need, all I need is to step out on faith. To believe his word and take that corresponding action. And see God do his best. And that thing that is an embarrassment. That thing that's a negative, that thing that makes you feel depressed and make you feel uh, looked down upon is the same thing that God is going to use to amplify it and bring you a blessing.